Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. So I'm in the NICU and I had met this one mom and her baby is so much smaller, so much tinier than my baby. During one of the moments in the NICU, I'm, I see her, she's being delivered some news by the doctor and she's in the corner of the room by her baby and is just shaking and crying. Her husband isn't with her. I felt myself compelled to move wow. toward her and I held her and I literally said all of the words that my character had just said you will be able to survive this. And I was in that spot with that woman in that moment because my daughter came early. And there's Whoa. no other way that that meeting would have happened. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. You guys have been asking for this particular guest for a very long time, and finally, we got her. I am talking about the one and only Sarah Drew. You guys know her as Dr. April Kepner on Grey's Anatomy. She's actually going to be returning to the ABC drama for its season 18 finale, which airs May 26th. What? Uh, Sarah was also on Freeform's teen drama Cruel Summer as Cindy Turner, Kitty Romano on the ABC drama series Mad Men. She's been on Cold Case, Law and Order, Glee, Private Practice. The list goes on and on and on and on. She's doing awesome things. She just inked a two-picture deal with Lifetime. You can catch her on Apple TV's Amber Brown, which is premiering later this year. She lives in L.A. with her husband, Peter. They have a 10-year-old son, Micah, and a 7-year-old daughter, Hannah. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on to Katie's Crib. And you were such a mentor to me and a soul sister being on a Shondaland show, having a baby. Did you have Micah on that show also? I had both of them. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's right. Okay. So I took Sarah Drew out and I said I didn't have any children yet. And I had heard 
that Shonda will help. It will be okay. Like, when you're an actor in Hollywood, you're like, oh, God, don't ever get pregnant. No one will ever hire you again. Yeah, it's a scary. I mean, I remember even when I went to tell her that I was pregnant, I was, like, stressed out of my mind. And she was like, yeah! You look so good and so young. It's Stop it. I love you for saying it. I have so much insecurity. Oh, please. You look (laughs) un-freaking real. I mean, Uh, unbelievable. Did you always want to be a mom? Always. Yes. I grew up in a pretty conservative situation. The daughter of a pastor. My parents were married when my mom was 20 and then she was still in college. I wanted to meet my husband at my Christian youth camps that I went to. (laughs) And the funny thing is I did meet my husband at one of those camps. We were leaders at it. And it was during my college experience. And I did get married right out of college. And I always, always wanted to have kids, always wanted to be a mom. But it took me like we did. We waited nine years after getting married to have Kids. So would you mind telling us, like, what was the holdup? Was it career stuff? Was yeah, it? Yeah, totally. 100% okay, okay. career stuff. I found myself having, like, panic attacks at all my friends' baby showers because I was mad that I felt like they were ready and I wasn't. And there was something in me that wanted so badly to be in the space where I was ready to do it, but I wasn't. And for some reason, it, like, it messed with my head. I'd go to all these baby showers and I'd be like, an anxious wreck. And I'd be like, when is the moment going to be for me? When am I going to do this thing? I know I want to. When did you feel that it was time? Like, how did you know? So I, I became a series regular on Grey's and I had this- didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had this whole thing in my head when I was young and like starting off in my career path. I'm like, I'm going to be Reese Witherspoon, right? I'm going to have babies while I'm a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 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 that, sure, that sure. That was my plan. That was how it was going to go. And then that didn't happen. Like I did not become a movie star. It's never how you plan it. Never. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, and it's not convenient ever to do this thing when we're doing what we do. Um, and I remember being, you know, coming up on my hiatus after my first year as a series regular on Grey's thinking, oh, well, now I'm going to be a movie star because I'm a series regular on Grey's. And then as soon as I become a movie star, then I'll be able to have kids because that's what makes sense. And hiatus hit and nobody was interested in making me a movie star. (laughs) Well, you just start to realize that it's never enough. No. There's never going to be the career thing that makes it like now's the time to have a baby because there's always something next. Yes. And it's never enough, not only for the big decisions of like, when am I going to have a kid? When will I get married? Like all those like big life questions, but it's also never enough in terms of when will I be happy as an artist? Absolutely. There is never, ever that place you get to where you're like, now I'm there. Now I can rest. Now I can relax. It was an awakening for me during that hiatus when I was like, oh, this isn't the plan I created in my brain. And if I don't, do this thing that I know I want to do. I'm I'm just never, when am I going to do it? You know? And so we got pregnant right away. I mean, it was like an immediate kind of thing. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great. Great. And then it worked out so brilliantly. Your son was like, mom, I've been waiting for nine years. Like what the fuck? You've been with my dad for a (laughs) hundred years since we were counselors at a Christian camp. So, So, Micah Emmanuel Lamfer, gorgeous, beautiful name. How was your pregnancy? So, um, I'm not, I was, I did not enjoy pregnancy either of the times. Um, the first time, you know, I had, I wasn't like horrifically sick. I was nauseous for the first, you know, for like 16 weeks or 10 weeks or 16 weeks or something like that. But I just, in general, did not like, lugging around that extra load. (laughs) It's sore. It's exhausting. You feel like you're climbing a mountain every day. And then I was shooting long hours every day um, with both of my kids. It was a lot. And then I had like an incredibly horrible time fighting with the breastfeeding thing with Micah Mm -hmm. when he was born to the point that it was like, it was like 10 weeks of battling 
Oh, oh th- this is a different topic. I just no, went I into a talk different about topic. That, it's very triggering for people. I mean, breastfeeding, yes. we, we've talked about it a lot on Katie's Crib. A lot of people listening, you know, you can go back to season one. We've we've done so many episodes on breastfeeding. But I always think it's it's never enough. I have so many friends who've just given birth like during COVID. And breastfeeding still continues to be this ride for some women that is um, really stressful incredibly painful and not rewarding and makes them feel like failures and it sucks. Yes, totally. There's so much judgment about it. And and you feel walking into it that like, I'm not real. I'm not a real mom unless I do this thing. Yes. Yeah. But we, but we do that with 8,000 things related to motherhood. I'm not a real mom. If I have help, I'm not a real mom. If I go back to work, I'm not a real mom if I didn't labor vaginally. Yeah, I'm not a real mom if I if I took drugs, if I did, right. you know, the the pain pain drugs what right. in labor. Epidural, if yeah, yeah, sure. There's like so many ways that we can beat the shit out of ourselves. That's right. That's right. Or just looking for ways to decide we're a failure, just to just decide that we are. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. But for me, I had to have cuz I had lactation consultants making it worse not helping the situation, making me feel more horrible and like, oh, well, Sarah, you know, if you don't, if you, if you just go to the pump and he doesn't suckle, then you're going to dry up and then he just won't have breast milk and breast is best. None of that is true. None of of it is true. I know women who pumped for a year because they were back at work and they never breastfed and they're like, well, I I didn't really breastfeed. I was like, you fucking pumped for a year. What is that? That's what I did. Great. At week 10, I found myself standing outside of church with all the other moms, like, bouncing their babies, like, sure. while the sermon is happening. Sure. And weeping to this, oh, com- c- like, commune of women that all had very different philosophies on breast. Like, they'd all done different things, all of them. And every single one of them said, why are you torturing each other? Just relax. Like, Formula's awesome. Do you know how awesome formula is these days? Yeah, thank God for it. Allow yourself to bond. It's like I needed permission from those women or somebody. I needed someone to just tell you at the someone right time to when you were ready me. to hear it. Yes. I needed somebody to tell me this is okay. You're not a failure. Like I have these, I have these memories of like shirtless bouncing on a bouncing ball, sobbing with like the breast shield, trying to get him to latch. And then every time somebody else would take him, you know, when I was working, they'd be like, your baby's so sweet. He takes the bottle so well. And he just would scream on me because this breastfeeding thing was such a battle. It was so weird. But I, when I received that permission, all of a sudden, I had this incredible freedom, and I started just pumping. And I, like, all of a sudden started <laughs> creating tons of milk. Because you weren't stressed, and yeah. you were happy, and you were connecting with your baby. Exactly. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired? 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. So the Hannah story, Hannah Molly Rose Lamper, yes. mm-hmm. you were very pregnant and then your character April was struggling with like a bad situation, right? Yes. My character April had a baby who had osteogenesis imperfecta type 2, which was basically like in utero, baby's bones were breaking, baby was in pain in utero, and there's like a 0% chance of survival or a very minuscule chance of survival. So then the big question between April and Jackson was, do we terminate because baby's in pain? Do we carry to full term? My character is super pro-life. So we shot my, you know, my character ultimately comes to the decision that she's going to terminate. And I do this labor delivery death scene that takes 10 hours with with Jesse Williams. I'm only quiet because I'm just shaking my head like, Yes, yes. Um, And I, I go home and 10 hours later I go into premature labor. And how early were you? A month. Fuck. So I didn't have a room ready for her. We were planning to close off our den and have builders come in. And then we it was still a den. It was still couches. I had no clothes for her. I I had nothing. I had nothing prepared for this baby. (laughs) And obviously I was super traumatized because I felt like I had done this to her because I had allowed myself to tell this story. And I had pitched this story before I was pregnant. And they'd given me an out and told me I didn't have to tell this story once I... Once I discovered that I was pregnant and I still said, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. You know, I didn't know. Oh, I would never either. I'd be like, of course I can do it. And it's so gray. There's so much gray area. It's so interesting and chalk filled with like pro-life and abortion and choices and when and why and what. And faith and belief and what like all like the story happened to friends of my parents who are pro-life. They like went sought, you know counsel from my parents about what to do. My parents like walked through the whole thing with them and everybody agreed that this was the best choice to make in this scenario was to do this induction termination. So, you know, to have that as a storyline between someone who is a person of faith and someone who is, you know, is not a person of faith. There's so many amazing conversations that could come out of that. Of course. So you really go for it in the shooting of it where you're like, you're not pushing. No, no. 
But but you were obviously and stressed and stressed. So stressed. And your body, like, your body doesn't, I mean, you know this, your body doesn't know the difference. When you're working yourself up into a panic for a scene, all the things in your body start happening that would happen when you're in panic. Your body is really screaming and really crying. Yes. I can remember during Scandal when Carrie was pregnant, like, someone shot someone. I can't remember who. And she was like... Olivia Pope was like screaming, crying. And we I remember like between takes us all going over to her stomach and just like petting her belly and being like, It's okay. We're just making pretend. We're just making pretend. This isn't real. You know? And also because of you, I'm pretty sure that when Quinn gave birth, because Quinn was really pregnant when I was really pregnant with Albie, they just did it where I was my character was put under anesthesia. And woke yeah. up and the baby was there. That was wise, wise choice. Wise I'll take it. choice. I'll take it. Okay, so you put your body, not like you were actually pushing, but you were stressed. You were crying. No, but I was weeping. Emotional. I mean, I'm literally holding my dying baby. He squeezes my finger and then he lets go. No. And it's 10 hours of weeping. Just 10 hours of desperate, miserable sadness You've never worked together. I hope we get, I'm so lucky someday to do so. But like, please, how did you show up to work that day? Are you someone who can really separate that or do you show up at work and you go to like a really fucked up place? I go to a dark place. I mean, like, it's not like call me by my character name. (laughs) I can't laugh in between takes. Sure. You know, but I, I place myself with my imagination and my body. Wow as deeply as I possibly can into the reality of the situation. And I have a very vivid imagination for it. And I have a deep well of emotion. I'm built that. I'm a four on the Enneagram. I am like, I eat (laughs) sadness for breakfast. Like I. (laughs) I think I'm a nine. What's a nine? You're a peacemaker. You don't like conflict. No, I hate it. It's hard to make decisions. Horrible. Okay, so you eat sadness for breakfast. So obviously you can – so it's not like you're method or like that, but it's like you are you can really tap in yes. and go to a dark imagination place. So, okay, yes. 10 hours later, you're like, is that a contraction? Yeah, 10 hours later, I'm at my kitchen table and I'm doing like my expense sheet for the end of the year. Yeah. And my nanny's in the house and I keep getting up and like uh, like needing to like – because I'm – I'm like, it's sure it's just Bra- yeah, I'm sure it's just Braxton Hicks, but like it keeps happening and then it's like happening every five to seven minutes and Molly's like, I feel like you're getting up a lot and you seem uncomfortable a lot. I don't know what's going on. And so I call the doctor and I explain what's happening. They're like, come in. I'm sure you're not in labor, but come in. So I go to the hospital and, um, and I'm four centimeters dilated. <laughs> So they're like, you're having a baby now. I was like, what? I'm having a baby now? Now now I'm having a baby. Yes. I think about the like anticipatory energy that my kids feel as Christmas approaches. Uh Can we just skip to Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the entire year. I just want to skip to Christmas Eve. I just, the waiting is just intolerable. Like the, the anticipation is so exciting. And that's just like the littlest glimmer of what it is when you're anticipating the birth of your child. I've never experienced in my life that looking forward to incredible heightened excitement like I did with my kids you know I mean you know but yeah so it was mostly excitement and mostly and mostly like oh this is this is a surprise this is different this is not the plan this is interesting and it was mostly okay and I labored like I didn't get to labor with Micah because I had toxemia and I had to be induced what's toxemia it's like preeclampsia. Oh, okay. So I went in with like um, upper abdominal pain and it was like protein in your urine and certain enzymes or something. I don't know. Your placenta is basically poisoning your body and the only the only cure is to get the baby and the placenta out. That's what happens with toxemia. So wow. that's what happened with Micah. So I never felt labor. I never experienced labor pain. I didn't know what it was. So I did with Hannah for a while, and then I got the epidural and whatever. So everything was exciting and wonderful until they whisked her away after five minutes and took her to deal with lung stuff. And and I didn't expect that that was going to happen. Like, there was no sort of prep of, 
you know, because she's this early, she may have to go to the NICU. Like, she was far enough along and she was big enough, they could tell. If you're 36 weeks, right, or you were 36, 35 weeks or something, you're right on that cut. Yeah. And it's so much lung development, right? Like, lung development is the biggie. It was that. And then also I had um, gestational diabetes. Diabetes. During my pregnancy with Hannah, which sucked. If anyone's had gestational diabetes, it's the worst. Uh, Oh, my God. So many people get gestational diabetes. I feel so bad that you're, like, pregnant and you, like, are on a diet. Yeah, you can't eat anything. It's just the worst. Gestational diabetes is just that you have diabetes during the pregnancy. Then it goes away. But basically, it means that your body's not processing sugar well during pregnancy. And so you can't eat like any bread. <laughs> no, no. It's very or, – or like fruit or any dairy. Like – Anything that turns into sugar, like you are fucked, which is like, yeah. are you joking? Oh. I know. During pregnancy. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, God. So at first when they took her away, it was because blood sugar things were out of whack for her. So sure. they had to do that. But then they brought her to the nursery. And then at the nursery, they were realizing that her oxygen saturation was low. So then they had to do a chest x-ray. And then they saw that there was like some spots in the lungs or some fluid. Like So they were like, we, we don't know if it's just that they need to develop a little bit more. I've talked to a lot of moms who've who've done the NICU thing. And it's like, it's its own, just, it's its own beast. It's, and, and. How long was she in the NICU? Like uh, 11 days. Anybody who's done it or like, oh, you've done it. Yes. Oh, yes. I know what that is. But it's, what's so hard about it, there are a lot of things that are hard about it. I mean, leaving the hospital without your baby is hard, you know, after the two nights that you're there. That's all I hear is that you can't believe that you're walking home and you don't have your baby. Yes. That's that's really hard. Scrubbing in is so weird. Um but it's the it's the little like improvements and then the be- and then the back steps. You're hanging on every phone call breath every, report from a nurse. Everything. And it's like, oh, it's going to be three days. <clears throat> Actually, well, you know, we try to take her off the oxygen and then and then she desatted. So now we actually need to do another course of whatever and, and up the oxygen again. And and then the other thing was <clears throat> she was eating with a feeding tube. So oh I was like, God. I guess I'm just never going to get to breastfeed. How is she going to latch if she started her life on a feeding tube? But she latched so Fine. easy. Oh, wow. I breastfed her for a year. Like, wow. amazing. Yeah. Wow. As soon as it was clear there were health issues and I wasn't going to get to bring her home right away, it there was just this like niggling little worm in my brain that was saying, this is your fault. You brought this upon her. Like she wasn't ready to come early and you made it happen because you didn't say, okay, let's do a different storyline. And you came up with the storyline and then you went and got pregnant. Like, I mean, all the blame. To the point that I was having some panic attacks when I was back at work and I was back to work, you know, so soon after giving birth. And I, um, and I had to work some stuff, I had to work some stuff out with a therapist. I had to take some medication. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was intense. Was, did you have postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety? I I mean, and not like, not diagnosed. Uh, I, I would say like with Micah at four o'clock every afternoon, I would cry every single day at four o'clock, I would cry. Yeah, the, the witching hour, yeah. the arsenic hour, the witching hour, whatever you want to call it. But it's like, that's, yeah, it's not good. That's yeah. why I used to have my panic attacks too. Yeah. Oh, really? Did oh, you? Oh, God. Oh, my God. I had horrible postpartum depression anxiety with my, with Vera. Horrible. Oh. But 4 p.m. was like a ringer. It's the my, worst. Horrible. My therapist was like, really? So many people feel good because they're only like two or three hours away from dinner. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I like no, worse. living in fear. Yep. So you weren't diagnosed, but you had to work out some guilt. No. And it was more just like kind of gloom. It was like gloomy stuff with Micah, but with Hannah, I'd be hit with just like waves of anxiety and like just my body would just revolt against me. And I I had a couple moments on set where I just was panicking so bad I couldn't remember my lines. Like I I was, I I just remember like a vivid memory of like waiting outside the hallway where I was, where I was supposed to enter waiting for action and just like literally hyperventilating. Like, oh my gosh, I don't even, I can't do my job. I can't do my job because I did this to myself and I brought this upon myself and I did all of this and it's my fault. And like, how do I get out of this? And um, my, my doctor prescribed me Xanax for like just sure. the panic, those panic, panic attacks. Yeah. And that helped a lot. I mean, it's really hard to work. That was hard to 
It's hard to work with Panic. It's hard to work with Xanax. I know. They're both different. But, like, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, it's why we're fighting so hard for, you know, paid true maternity leave. Oh, my gosh. Yes. For women. Because, like, obviously you were having Panic directly related to feeling like you were at fault for having your daughter come early, which I personally think it was all meant to be. Yes. And I'm curious to see how you feel about it now, you know, but I'm sure it was. I always think about other women in other lines of work, putting stress on their bodies who make also go into labor early for whatever reason, you know, and them having to go back to work like way too soon and, and not being paid and the stress of that also having panic attacks because they're just gave birth and their body's a hormonal roller coaster of insanity. It's like, I don't understand how any, any of us are walking. Um, how do you feel now about that whole thing? I mean, it's seven years ago, which is shocking. No. And you're coming up upon her seventh birthday. It feels just like more like a wild chapter. Um, and there's no lingering shame or guilt, I feel. Good. I don't feel any of that. Um, it just was the experience that I had. So it was so crazy. So many things happen, I feel like in my world where I experience like the sorrow and the joy hand in hand. And Mm. I've experienced that a lot in the last few years of just like, wow, that was really hard, but this beautiful thing happened. And so I wouldn't trade it for the world, but you know, you get to know sometimes the mom, the other moms in in the NICU, the other NICU moms. And so I had just told a story right before I had gone into labor and gone to the hospital. Uh, the, the episode that we were shooting, my character was trying to make the decision about whether to um, terminate or not. And she has this experience with a woman who just lost her fiance. And she's just been wandering around the hospital. Every, and she's been changed into scrubs because she was covered in blood when she came in. So people think she's a doctor and she hasn't been able to tell anyone she's not. And so I wind up finding her and like giving her this hug and because her, she just like can't handle what sure. happened, and I'm holding her, and I'm saying, "You are strong. You are brave. You can. You you will. You will get through this." And I, I don't even remember exactly what something the line like was, that. but it was sure. something like that. Just holding her while she shook and cried until she calmed. And there was something in that moment that enabled April to say the right thing to do right now is to let little Samuel go because he's in pain right now. And so that's when she makes the decision to go and do this scene that then led to Hannah, right? So I'm in the NICU and I had met this one mom and her baby is so much smaller, so much tinier than my baby. She knew the show. So she had sparked up a conversation, but during one of the moments in the NICU, I'm, I see her, she's being delivered some news by the doctor and she's in the corner of the room by her baby and is just shaking and crying. Her husband isn't with her. I felt myself compelled to move wow. toward her and I grabbed her and I held her and I literally said all of the words that my character had just said Whoa. three days prior, because they, those were the words that were present in my brain and in my heart. Wow. Wow. And I felt her body calm. And we just sat there and like embraced in this communal moment Game. of shared, what the fuck? Like, this is so traumatic. This is so scary what we're doing right now. But you know what? You will get through this. You are brave. You are strong and you will handle this. You will be able to survive this. I'm getting chills thinking about it again. Like I was given those words to say by the storyline that I chose to tell. And I was in that spot with that woman in that moment because my daughter came early. And there's no other way that that meeting would have happened. Such a gift and such a dark time, but such a diamond. This, the, like, I just feel like so much of life is that you're holding both of these things, right? Yeah. If we yeah. just stay in the, like, I'm only going to look at the positive, and then you don't deal with the gravity of the pain, then where are you? Like, you're living in a fantasy world. If you get stuck in the pain of something, 
and can't kind of find some little sliver of light or brightness or diamond, then you just get sucked down deep. And life is both, always. Always. And also so much of parenting. I mean, (laughs) I just have never, like, loved something so much. And at the same time, it's so scary that Mm -hmm. some one creature my children could hold in their hand my entire livelihood. Mm-hmm. My good and bad and everything rests on in their in their hands. Mm-hmm. It is such a crazy ride, and it's also a, a crazy ride. And just you, you're witnessing in them the reality of what the world is. This like both sides of everything all the time. Because you just have to watch a tantrum of a four year old, and then have them turn on a dime and start laughing hysterically at something else to know that this is a perfect picture perfect. of the reality of life. <laughs> Yes. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a Day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So... Okay, you go back to work, you're having panic attacks, you were able to talk to somebody and get help, thank God, and you are working on a place where I'm sure you were loved and supported by your co-stars. And Yes, I was on set shooting exactly two weeks after giving birth, so she had been home for three days when I was on set shooting an eight-hour day. 
Because they thought you were going to Yeah, I was supposed to finish all this storyline stuff. I was supposed to be there for another month. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. Same thing happened with Micah because Micah came a week early and I was supposed to shoot that whole week. So two weeks after giving birth, I had to go to work and shoot one day to knock all these scenes out that were written in the previous episode. Wow. Was everyone like like shocked that you had had the baby? Like what was the energy? Mostly just like delightful. Can we peek at the baby? Because I, you know, baby was in my trailer. Of course, and, of course. That's yeah. the best thing about Shondaland. It's like your baby's there. You, you go breastfeed. They're like yeah. very. Amazing. And I actually had one one um, situation on set where we had like worked, you know, a frater day and I didn't have help on the weekends and there was no way to recover from a frater day with the newborn. Like just there's no way to recover. Like I, I you know, you get home and then you've just lost an, a, a whole night of sleep. So I called Shonda and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like I can't do frater days. I need Hannah to be sleep trained. I need like the, I need the first half of the year of her life and then I can do Fratter Days again. But I can, I, I can't do it. And For she, people who are listening, Fratter Days is like you work until three, four o'clock in the morning on a Friday night. Yes. And then your baby's up at five. At five. Yes. And you don't, you just haven't slept. Yeah. And you, and I didn't, I don't have help on the weekends. Like that's just, I had a nanny five days, you know, five days a week yeah. Monday to Friday. Great. You know, I've had, uh, have an incredible husband, super involved husband, but like, you you still have a newborn. I still have to be heal, there rest, and heal and breastfeed. And connect and with like, her. Yeah. yeah. All those things. So I remember calling Shonda and just being like, can can you help me out here? And so she made a rule. She was like, yep. From, until the end of the season, you are no longer working any uh, Friday days. You're never up last on a Friday night for the rest of the season. It was just like done. It was just done. I'm like, yes. Handled. Yes. Done. Handled. Handled, yes. I was like, I love you so much. Thank you. And also good on you for asking for what you need because a lot of women don't do that either. Right. Did you feel this pull that you should be home? I never wanted to. In fact, both times that I had to go to work after two weeks, I was like, thank you, baby Jesus. Yeah. I would like to go see some humans that are grownups. I would like to go do this thing I love to do. For me, my happiness in life rests entirely on balance. Yep. I cannot be only working. I cannot be only parenting. Have to have both. How do you work-life balance it? Like you needed help obviously right from the jump because you were going yes. back to work. So we're, I mean, we're in a total tragedy right now because our nanny of nine years who is like a family and has had two kids while she's been working for us and they're like my kid siblings is moving. No. This is her last week. I know. So we're Are you kidding so me? sad. We're so sad. I know. It's devastating. We are going to have to do that search, although that search like Hannah and Micah have already been like, I want no one else ever, you know? We also lost our dog this year, like 16 years. So, so, and then they were also like, no more pets ever again. No pet. Like, they're so attached. And the thought of, the thought of moving some onto someone else is just betrayal for them. Are they both in school though, like full time that you don't really, this is sort of your opportunity to. We moved down to part time. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So you're already down to part time help. We were down to part-time, although during the summer and during COVID, I'm like, she was here. She was here full-time during COVID. She was able to do all of the at-home learning for 18 months. Like, and she brought her babies with her and everybody benefited. It's been like the little village that we've gotten to have here has been incredible. That's awesome. Especially during COVID times when kids like to have that socialization. Tell me about siblings, too. You're doing a really good segue for me because I have an older boy and a younger girl. Mm -hmm. What is that like? Because I'm terrified. I grew up in a house where the girl, I'm the oldest and my brother's the youngest. So we didn't really like fight. And my son is very physical and crazy with my daughter. And that terrifies me. And also, Mm -hmm. how do you make sure they get along and treat each other with respect? gonna get along and treat each other because they're siblings you know I mean it's so funny because they'll they'll have these incredible moments where they're super angelic with one another and you I mean 
They are one another's favorite person on the planet. Obviously, they 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 love playing together, but they also like love fighting. Micah loves to quietly pick at her until she explodes with emotion and then she I think likes the feeling of the explosion she's a lot like me sure, and sure. and he does the same thing that my brother did to me which was like pick quietly so that nobody knows what you're saying but like oh, just like oh, get in there God. until she's like oh could you say that but then she stays right next to him while he continues to do it, and we keep saying, just go, just move away. Is there any physical fighting? Is there any fit wars there at a different time? I know there, there, now. there has been some, but we have such strict policies on that. Tell me, how do I do that? What are the strict policies? I mean, it even just happened the other day where he like created a weapon out of a racetrack and cardboard and duct tape and just whacked her on the butt as she walked by. And we're like, done with that for I don't know how long. That's probably going in the dumpster. Right, right. <laughs> Threatening to throw away the creations and put them in the dumpster is like a very big motivating factor. That's called logical consequences. Yes. Where yes. you take whatever it is that's being currently used as a weapon or whatever and my son sometimes doesn't have anything but he'll like you know like push her you know she'll she just started walking so now she can like actually go towards the toys that he's currently playing with so he likes to push her away or like mom she's coming through my stuff and like push her really hard or so then I say oh okay then you're not allowed to play with your sister anymore and I'm gonna pick her up and I'm gonna remove her to a room across the hall because if you can't treat her body nicely then you can't play with her and then he's like I want her I'm like, this is impossible, and I'm exhausted, and everyone just get out of my face. Um, Obviously, they go through stages, for sure. I've gotten to the point, though, where there are times where I'm just like, you guys work it out. You know, you only have one another to play with today, Uh, but there's nobody else. There's nobody else. There's nobody else to hang out with. So unless you want to just be miserable and lonely, work it out. And we have a very big thing on making peace. Like I had a friend um, tell me about instead of saying, no, you don't do that. You and, and go apologize. You, you say, go check in on her. Make sure she's OK, because mm-hmm. what you just did with your body hurt her body. Can you go check in on her? And it's just that step forward without feeling the like I'm bad and I did something wrong. It's it, it I, I, I think spurs on just the empathy bone. Yeah, I tried it. That's really good. I try. She'll make a sound. I'll be like, oh, hey, you hear that? It sounds like she's really not enjoying how you're touching her right now. It sounds like she's making it known that she's not happy. That's a really good. I'm practicing on you. You see that? Can you check in and see how sister's doing and see how she's feeling? I don't think you're right. Okay, this is very helpful. So Micah has now gotten to the point where, like, if something, if they're playing or whatever and he does end up whacking her and it's an accident. He's like, oh, oh, Hannah, are you okay? And then he runs and gets her an ice pack and brings it to her. Like there's oh, like those little things. That's or really good. That, that we started doing, like go check in on her and see if she needs anything. If she needs, does she need an ice pack? Why don't you go get her an ice pack? So then, and then after that, there's like a, we can't be at peace and we can't be at harmony in our family until you've made peace with her. And making, and making, and we don't go to bed until we've all made peace. Like sometimes, you know, we have fights with them too. And so it's like, we make, you got, we got, we got to come together. We got to sit down, have a conversation, figure out. This is, they're older though. This is once they're older. No, are you, this is of, so helpful. Yeah. I'm literally only quiet. Cause I'm just like, oh, right. I'm like in my head. I'm like, oh, peace. That's good. Like I should yes. take that even with my husband. <laughs> I, I love, that's a thing that I've done with Peter, like our entire relationship. It's like, never let the sun go down on your anger. Aww. So you always all, you know, there, if there's anything sitting, you stay up until what, however late you need to stay up and order to get to like. a place of peace. <laughs> well, that I don't like either. I'm like, I am so tired. It's so tired. I love you and we And my husband is such a negotiator and a talker. Like he'll want to talk something through until it's fucking dead. But okay. Tell me. This is the other thing. Uh, you and your husband are religious, and you. How do you instill that in your children? Like, was it such an easy thing because you were raised? Your dad is a pastor, so obviously that was how you were raised. Is it? it do you? Are you finding yourself 
raising your children with similar values or are they very different? Um, talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, like my faith journey has evolved significantly since when you were a kid. When yeah. I was a kid. And and same with Peter's. And so like we've never forced anything on them. They do have to come to church with us on Sundays. That's a thing. But they can bring books and they read and, you know, they have friends that they love to play with. They always yeah. make us think about it, but then they love playing with the friends and eating donuts. So, sure. you know. <laughs> and it's something to do and like wonderful and you feel connected. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I've had a lot of, my son is like an extremely analytical, deep thinker and feeler. And if he's mad and he wants to make me like wants to hurt me because he's mad at me about something, he'll be like, God doesn't even exist. He's just a dumb guy in the sky. Then why do you even believe in him? You know, and, and, uh, and, and children I are amazing. Oh, children yeah, are amazing. Like push the buttons. Yeah, sure. But, but he had, especially during COVID, some very big, deep, hard times of just wrestling with like, what is happening in the world? What are we doing here? Why? Why does it? Wow, God he must so have really powerful? felt that. Yeah, we all were feeling that. We were all yeah. Feeling that. That's the thing is he was able to articulate all the things that we adults were all feeling. But he he's able to. He's been always been able to articulate very complicated emotions. And so you know he'd be like. I'm so sad right now because there's nothing to look forward to. And if I don't have something to look forward to, then what is the point? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that feels, you, yep, you hit the nail on the head, buddy. Like, we're all feeling that sitting in our house and it's the same every day and we can't go do stuff. And like, looking forward to something is a lot of what brings us joy in life. And this is hard for that reason among many. Does he ask you a lot of analytical questions of like, who is God? And you're like, this is what I believe. And you're yes. like, yes. And, and because Peter teaches comparative religion, he's like, I mean, there are lots of different faith traditions. And so we've talked very openly about how not everybody believes this. This is, this is the, this is what we believe. And it's really, it's going to be your own journey to kind of walk through it and find how, how you want to engage with the world. But, but it is interesting, some of the things that um, crop up, like he'll have these big, deep questions about it and be like, and at one point he, we had this heartbreaking, he just was in a mo in a very sad moment during COVID. And, and at one point he just goes, I just need some evidence. I just need some hard evidence. If you could give me some hard oh evidence about the existence of God, then maybe I could see your point of view, like weeping wow. while saying this to me. <laughs> but what a gift. This is why this kid is your kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. say, you know, we've had Chef Tali Tsavari on this podcast. She wrote this book called The Conscious Parent. And, you know, her big thing is like, you know, you're, you're gifted the kid that's made to bring you to higher levels of consciousness. Like, mm -hmm. and like, like you nailed me. Number nine, Enneagram, hate conflict. My, my son is a conflict lover. He loves really? it. Oh, he oh. runs towards the fire and the flames, loves to create it on his own. And I'm forced to look at that shit every fucking day. I'm the mom on the on the thing with the kid hitting the other kid and biting that's my kid and I have to be, let all my people wow. pleasing and it's horrible yes <laughs> like you have someone sitting down being like I want to talk about every single thing you guys believe in daddy who studied <laughs> re comparative religion and has a PhD and you're like holy shit like yep. Wow. Yeah. Like this kid is a critical thinker. Like he's, he's very, like, very critical thinker. But the funny thing is if he can't sleep because he's scared or he's having a nightmare, the only thing that calms his down, him down is if I come in and pray for him. So it's so funny. It's like he has these very Aww. deep, like Aww. epic conversations about, is this true? Is this not? I don't know. If I can't touch it, how can I believe yeah, it? Yeah, but he also loves it and loves tradition yes. or loves the safety and the, and the Yeah, there's comfort, something about comfort, like if I course. feel afraid, I want, I want to believe that God is there and God will hear my prayer and God will be with me. And meanwhile, Hannah... Hannah's like a big insult. She likes to lob at Micah when he's being a pill toward her is, well, you don't even believe in Santa or God. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. I feel like you're doing a very, very great job at raising your children. I really feel that. I think you're so grounded and smart and like progressive and also have such a wonderful value system. And I just feel like I'm a floundering idiot. And you're not. This is the thing about parenthood is that most of the time you feel like a floundering idiot. And then you have like a moment where you're like, I nailed that mom moment. I did a good job. I I had a great conversation after I exploded. Yes. I apologize. That's the big one. It's called and repairs. Repair. Repairs are big. It's all about the repairs. It's all about the repairs. We have learned that on Katie's Crib from Dr. Dan Siegel. It's all about if you have any sort of, what is it called? Um... Any flare up or anything like that, it's all about the repair. It's the number That's one thing. That's what my thing. therapist has always said, and I go back to that all the time. And I've had some amazing conversations with my kids from a place of utter humility. Yes. Just like, fr- like I yelled loudly and I got so mad and I reacted. I had such a bad reaction to that. And let me tell you where that came from because it wasn't about you. It was about these other things. And then I took it out on you. And that was not okay for me to do. And I'm so sorry. And will you forgive me? And and then, and then like also just in, I'm noticing that when I'm able to track through the journey of, of what got me to that place where I was reactive mm-hmm. and I can say those words out loud to them, they've now kind of learned that skill. So I can have that conversation with them. So Hannah will be like, well, she'll track through. I got so mad at this moment, but then when your voice got stern, it made me nervous about this other thing. And so then I got even more upset. And then when I got even more upset, I got nervous that my, that my tears wouldn't stop when I saw my friends and then I'd feel embarrassed. Wow. Like she literally like took the journey about every twist and turn wow. of the big tantrum that she had and where it landed. And that's why she was feeling that way. And I'm like, I totally get it. I would feel that way too. That's so great. Is there any last piece of advice before we jump off? Last piece of advice. Okay. Um, I would say make sure that you are doing life with other parents while you're trying to do this thing. Um, and parents that you trust and that like are not the not the judgy kinds. <laughs> Brilliant. But the ones that will speak good truth, you know, to you and 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 be like, hey, this worked for me. Yeah. You want to try that? Oh my gosh, my kid is going, my kid is doing the biting thing too. Right, right. Like, let's, let's talk about it. By the way, that doesn't mean you're a failure. And these are the steps that I took. And this is what happened, you know? So I just think trying to parent in isolation just with your partner is just a recipe for death. Agreed. It's just utter misery. No, we're supposed to be doing this with we're a lot of people. We're supposed to be doing it in a village. We are. We're supposed we are. to be doing it in a village. And then the other thing, and we just talked about this, is repair is like, that's the biggest thing. I think so many kids and adults now are in therapy because their parents never apologized to them. Like they never, parents kind of thought that they had to be this like, well, I'm the voice of authority. And so what I say is, and I'm always right, you know? And I think we're in a generation now where parents are learning. Like, oh, you know what? I really messed up earlier today. Like I yelled at you and exploded when I, that wasn't about you, it was about something else. And I used my loud voice and I'm really sorry I did that. Exactly. And then then you move on. And the kid also learns to apologize. The kid also learns to apologize. Then they know how, then they, you've given them the skill of taking responsibility for their actions so that they go out into the world and they're not total assholes. Which is what we're trying to do on Katie's Crib. We just don't want to put more assholes into the world. No more assholes. No assholes. (laughs) Sarah Drew, it is a pleasure, an honor, a dream. We need to have you back on. You're such a cool mom and... Oh my God, our listeners are going to be so happy that you are here. Like I just, and and I feel like you're just, you're, I need to hear everything you're doing because your kids are like 10 and seven and I feel like it's going to get better. It is. (laughs) I think so. No, you're still in the weeds, man. You're in the weeds weeds until your youngest, you're in the weeds until your youngest is like four. Yeah. But even the fours are, fours are kind of intense. We call them the fuck you fours. The fucking fours. I like to call them the The fucking fucking fours. fours are so fucked up. It's so hard. So much worse than the terrible twos. I I agree. I agree. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you. 
Let's chat. Questions, comments, concerns? Let me know. You can always find me at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease we are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.